Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy Hello, it's Kathy Love here and a very noisy bird out on the window ledge. I um I had such a good start to the week. So today's Monday that I am recording and uh, usually my Monday is pretty quiet in the morning, kind of a few little routines that I get done and nearly always a super late start to the day and Often on Mondays, I work into the into the evenings, and that suits beautifully. However, today was really, really different, and there was a very special event that has been in my calendar for months. It's been in my calendar so long that when I flipped to this week about two weeks ago, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's the week that has come around, uh, come around. And some of you who are connected with um, – our Private Practice Made Perfect Facebook group and some of our clients and people who follow me um, personally on social media will know jolly well where I was. Uh, Some of you, do you know James Clear and his book Atomic Habits? Well, that's where I was. He is in Australia and he has, uh, I think, presented in Sydney and he was in Melbourne today for a three-hour summit, if you like, or live and I think he's been uh, in New Zealand as well. So James Clear, Atomic Habits, Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones. So this book has been around for a few years and I think I've spoken to it previously in some podcast about books. It was probably during COVID, hey, when I was doing even more reading than usual. And this is a book that uh, I have been reading on and off for years and I had to explain what that means. The person I was sitting next to at the uh, event this morning said, what do you mean you've been reading it on and off? And I said, well, exactly that. Uh, I've read it cover to cover, but I've, I've probably spent more times going back to it to just pull a chapter or pull a part of a chapter that um, I particularly want to dig into. And uh, it was just so exciting to be in the room. And I tell you what surprised me, I had completely forgotten that I had invested in a platinum level ticket or something or other because I walked in and, um, you know, I just started to turn right and and the um, I just said, oh, let me just check your ticket. And she said, oh, no, no, you're down here. And I just kept walking down there and then I am like five rows from the front with a goodie bag and just also close. So I was very, very pleased with, with myself that I had made that investment because it just made it a little bit more fun and a little bit more, a little bit more special. So James, um, it was a really interesting session. He spoke for the first hour and uh, 
then there was a, a fabulous MC. I'll tell you about her in a tick. And then we had a bit of a break and then back in. And then the, the last hour, the third hour and a bit was Q&A. And that was really, really interesting. We sort of just got to hear a little bit more about what he really thought about things. And he got to tell more stories uh, to illustrate his his points. But um, let me just kind of take it from the top. James Clear is the author of the of the book. And um, I must admit, I hadn't really ever paid quite as much attention as I should have to the fact that it's sold millions and millions, 50 million copies, uh, that it's printed in 50 languages, and that it has just been a consistent top seller for many, many years. Uh, I sort of got onto it early and I sort of haven't really gone back to check in on it. So it's good to hear some facts and figures about, you know, practical books that really help people out in their in their lives. And I said, um, I was going to mention the MC. She was amazing. The MC of the event uh, is a spectacular woman called Holly Ransom. She was absolutely amazing because, I don't know, I'm sure you've been to lots of events like this. Uh, and sometimes the MC can be a little ho-hum, but, oh, my gosh, she was phenomenal. Uh, she's the CEO of a consulting company called Emergent. She's the author of a book, The Leading Edge, that I've totally looked into getting uh, this afternoon. Haven't quite hit checkout on that one yet. Uh, she's one of us. She's been kind of ranked. Oh, that's a terrible word. One of Australia's top 100 most influential women by the Australian Financial Review and a host of other awards and accolades as well. So we were in, in very, very good MC hands. And it was such a reminder about what an important role that is. But gosh, it absolutely glued the whole three hour uh, event together. So as I said, James spoke for the first hour and if I if I think about it there wasn't anything wildly new in that first hour and I guess I guess that's kind of what I expected uh, but he certainly pulled the highlights from his book which was great because it was I've sort of been doing a little bit of speed listening in the last two weeks to kind of just refresh on a few things so I sort of felt current but um, even in that process of checking back over it, I'm sort of surprised how much of it is just part of the way I think about things to an extent now. Oh, my gosh, still got a huge amount to learn. But there's some real core concepts that kind of resonate with me on an ongoing kind of basis. But he sort of started with he's got so many one-liners. And as he was talking, just these slides of his own quotes and these one-liners were just flashing up and people were just taking photos all over the place. So it was quite it was quite fun. But I wonder what you think of this as a as a as a quote from James Clear. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. And he spoke from the from the get-go that the whole thing about habits is that they're quite dynamic and transitional and essentially they're tra- the trajectory and the improvement you make in your habits is way more important than the place you start your habits from. And I think that really sang to some of my OT DNA, you know, and certainly my coaching work and consulting work is that start where you're at, people, start where you're at, and it's onwards and upwards from there. And it was very much sort of process-based thinking. And I had never quite thought of it like um, like that. So that was really cool to hear again. He talked about uh, the habits 
that there are four stages of habits and for each of those stages there are laws, if you like. And I guess the laws are really the levers that you push and pull to increase the likelihood of the habit sticking. So the four stages of habits, cue, craving, response, reward. And for those that have, those of us that have studied behavioral sciences, they're all quite familiar, aren't they? They're all quite comfortable. That's all stuff we've studied and we've, we know lots of the um, clinical applications we use might be based on some of this as well. But if we take cue, stage one, he talks about how the law there for developing habits is to make it obvious. Stage two, craving, is to make the habit attractive. Stage four, response, the law there is to make the habit easy. Stage four, reward, the law there is to make it satisfying. The next thing that he spoke to, actually, I'm not even sure that all these thoughts are in the order that he spoke, but it's the way they fell out of my head when I was thinking through um, this before hitting record. The other part that really, really resonated uh, with me, and I must admit, I was at the event with another another occupational therapist, and neither of us practice clinically anymore. And we were comparing uh, comparing what we know and have practiced in our clinical lives to many of the um, key concepts in Atomic Habits. And that is about the impact of environment. And he spoke about how the environment in which you live and learn and are trying to reestablish or create new habits or crack bad ones, the impact of the environment and, and the extent to which it helps you or the extent to which it's a hindrance. And in terms of environment, he's talking about people and physical environments, political, emotional, social environments. So that whole kind of um, uh, environment and contextual sort of basis. And several times throughout the morning, he spoke about uh, finding your tribe and joining a tribe where your desired behaviour is the normal behaviour in that particular in that particular group. The other thing that came up a lot was uh, was a bit about um, curating your content diet, and so it t- there are a couple of spots in the in the morning where it's a little bit interactive and people were on mic- microphone, especially during the break. They got around and heard some people's stories, which was really interesting, um, and there was this great. Um, expression, and I've and I've written it down. I'm looking at it now with a big circle around it. Curating your content diet, and this was made particularly in relation to curating your digital content diet and curating and managing uh, time and content and influence from all places, social social media and the like. Uh, and that got that really captured people's attention. You could almost feel people kind of stilling and holding their holding their breath on that. So that's something that must be um yeah, I know I know what rules and disciplines I need to have in place so that the yeah, house don't go by and I'm still trawling and reading and responding and and thinking about what I'm reading on various social platforms as well. So good acknowledgement, uh good acknowledgement there. Uh he told um, a wonderful story about a woman he knew. Her name just escapes me a little bit at the moment, but it was to illustrate um, it was to illustrate that the habit isn't always what you think it 
think it is. And it was a story about a woman who um, wakes up at 5.30 every morning, gets into her work gear and hails a cab. She's in New York, hails a cab and goes to the gym. And when he sort of pulled the narrative apart, the habit isn't actually going to the gym. The habit is getting in the cab at 5.45 every morning. That's the habit. And this is a reminder to us that part of where you need to start to think about your habits or when you start to think about developing new habits, you've got to find that entry point into the habit and practice the art of showing up. And he provided other stories uh, along the same lines. It was really illustrating how to get started in your habit. And he spoke about himself and his own habits. And there's a moment at the start of every day that determines how the rest of your day is going to go. And I have some awareness about that moment and how well I do and don't manage it. Manage it. And he was very candid um, about uh, about that as well. So there's a moment at the start of every day that determines how the rest of your day will go. You can wake up, put on your workout clothes, or you can put on your dressing gown. You can wake up, you can put on your walking shoes, or you can um, just flop on the lounge and, and click that Blue Square app. Running a business isn't just about setting up shop and becoming complacent. It's about showing up for ourselves and our clients with a commitment to continuous improvement. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we're at and where we're going. That means identifying strengths and weaknesses so we can improve. After all, if we're remaining stagnant, how can we scale and build the business and life of our dreams? That's where the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz comes in. We're not talking horoscopes and pulse hope here. This questionnaire is the perfect starting point for you to begin identifying your strengths, needs and blind spots as an allied health business owner. The process is simple. Answer the 14 questions and we'll send you a personalized report that includes actionable steps for you to start taking your business to the next level. Ready to take your business into your own hands? Take the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz today. And so he gave some examples and I thought, oh, my gosh. So, you know, so often we kind of rush to the end and the outcome and what the habit will create for us. But, in fact, the very early part of developing and changing your habits is finding where the habit, where, where the behaviour really, really starts and showing up to the start of the habit. I loved the uh, the slides and the way he spoke about um a habit tracker, and I think that's a free resource you can get from the book or from his website. And um, many of you know that I do quite a bit of habit tracking from time to time, but this was such a perfect reminder because I have not done any for ages. So I will think about that in the next couple of days and think about what sort of habits I might like to track in the short term. I only ever do it for um, a, a week or two, just as often, often to reset. Uh, I find it really, really powerful to have those ticks and crosses and numbers and whatever else as a visual as a visual prompt for the progress that I'm making or the progress that I'm attempting. Um, I just find that really um, kind of satisfying as well. And being pragmatic like he is, he he also spoke about reclaiming momentum when you do slip and when you do break the chain of committing to a daily habit or or whatever it is. 
And once again, it was about finding your way back to where the behaviour starts and showing up uh, in those first minutes of uh, what the habit requires you to be uh, doing. And he just normalised everything, gave great examples there as well. For those that have read his book, holding the book here, which I realise you can't actually see, it's a bit of a ripper. I've... um. I've got the paper book, but I've actually listened. I actually get most out of it on Audible. And then if I listen to something in Audible, I go and find it in the book. I know I'm sort of like listening and reading to the book at the same time, but I just find books like this, that's a good way for me to kind of squeeze the juice. But um, in the book, he talks about uh, this idea of doing it and being it. And he talks about the habit being what you do, the behaviour that you do and that you are doing the behaviour associated with the habit versus he would much rather that we kind of think about being it and who and who you become as an outcome of doing the habit. And he gives examples. It'll make a lot more sense than what I just said probably. You can learn, you know, you can set a goal of learning a musical instrument or you can set a goal of becoming a musician. Okay, you can set a goal of running a marathon or you can take pride in becoming a runner. Okay, and I thought that was really good and that so beautifully speaks to what we know about uh, occupation, doesn't it? That um, there is a process but there is also an outcome and they are, whilst they're connected, actually quite different processes. And he um, he, he, gave, he sort of told stories about... Um, this about the pride of becoming a musician, the pride of the reinforcing pride of becoming a reader or a runner or a meditator or a yoga person or I don't know what they are. Um, I do, but I don't know what the word is. Uh, and that was that was just such a really good reminder. It was one of the my kind of favourite books, um, fi- favourite bits in his book. But to sort of hear him say it was extra good. So I've got lots of. Lots of uh, big circles around that stuff in my notes as well. He spoke about seasons and having the ability and the awareness to understand where you are in the season of your life right right now and what habits you need right now to support who you need to be in this current season. And that's a, a big reminder for the seasonality of our lives and also that the habits that you might be wanting to change may only be temporary and they may not be forever habits and that a range of habits will come and go and um, that timing and timing and context are are everything. And then one of the, one of these really big quotes uh, that popped up on the screen a lot this morning is you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And I think that's the post I put on social media, actually, um, which is kind of confronting, isn't it? But what it sort of says is that, and, and he's right, like he's, he's totally right. He said, well, setting the goals is the easy bit. That just takes 10 seconds. Yeah, it does. It does. You do not rise to the level of your goal. That's the easy bit. You fall to the level of your systems. And this isn't about discipline. This is about systemizing the opportunities to get into the start of the habit. 
uh, as well. And he said, this is why self-discipline isn't always enough. This is why stoicism and mental willpower just isn't always enough to become the thing that you want to be, the person that you want to be, uh, because you do need scaffolds in place as learners uh, to be able to get these uh, changes kind of bedded, bedded down. So all key concepts that show up throughout his book, but he just told them effortlessly from stage. And that uh, was pretty cool being up close to be able to kind of see him in, in action, I must admit. So we had a bit of a break then and I dashed off to see some people I know and get some uh, get some uh, good hugs and hellos on, on that front. And then the last part of the sesh, which I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but it was great because Holly Ransom was such a phenomenal MC and a fabulous interviewer and um, incredibly well prepared. She, oh, look, I would totally go and see her live on stage, I must admit. I think she's got some stuff coming up with the growth faculty um, later in the year. I have to go and check. Anyway, oh, so some of you will know Slideo, um, where you can lodge your – I think it's Slideo, Slido, Slideo, whatever. Uh, you can lodge all your questions and people were putting questions in and we were voting them up to the top. Number one question, number one question was – uh, to James was, what can you do about self-sabotage when you just, you know, wreck your own wreck your own plans and wreck your own systems? And he went on and spoke about um, procrastination and maybe it's not the right goal and habit right now. Maybe it's not the right goal and habit for who you need to be or it's not the right season or timing or it might be too hard or it might be too onerous or too difficult or maybe even too unachievable. And that was really interesting. And this is where Holly just uh, came in with an absolute genius moment. Uh, and she spoke about, so you potentially need a minimal viable habit and that this is an habit, a habit that you can stick to even on your toughest days. I love that. I love that. I don't think that's something James Clear had said. Hmm. Anyway. I heard it from Holly, so I'm sharing that with um, you because she was just phenomenal. Uh, and then they spoke in their discussion about why you're even developing habits anyways. And are you developing habits – oh, noisy cars going by. Are you developing habits because society or people you know say you should or this is what you should be doing or are they really habits that are personally motivated by you? Because there's a big difference if you're working on self-improvement that's related to external expectations versus internal motivations. Uh, I thought that was good. And I think that kind of connects back to some of the comments that came through about curating your social diet uh, and filtering some of the content that you read as well. Then uh, a question came through and it was right at the very right at the very end and it was it was along the lines of all of the people you know and met and have sort of contact with what do you see as a common habit that I don't want to say successful people I can't actually remember what the question was actually now I think about it but it was along the lines of some of the leaders and thought leaders and influencers don't like that word that you've had contact with, is there one habit that they all seem to have in common? And he undenied a bit for a while and then he said, oh, my gosh, yes. I wonder if you can guess what it is. It's the ability to step back 
from the work or the situation or the moment and reflect and review. I thought that was a really, really good way to um, kind of essentially wrap the morning. And then, yeah, you know, his parting words were, think big, start small. And that is this concept of 1% improvement every single day is going to have that compounding, that compounding effect uh, so that yeah, you're strengthening your habits so that you've got that support for who you uh, need to be in the season. So it was a thoroughly enjoyable day. I'm very, very pleased that I um, booked it. Very pleased that I looked two weeks ago to see when it was coming up because I've had two couple of weeks to look forward to it. And that's meant I've been able to find out who else was going and there was lunch afterwards, which is very exciting for someone who spends most of her day at the desk. Uh, so I hope that's been really interesting. Atomic Habits by James Clear, tiny changes, remarkable results, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. It's everywhere. It's available everywhere. I was in a bookshop down the street this afternoon and saw it sitting there as well. Um, it's also a great audio book as well. So that's what I've been up to today, my extra special start to the week. I uh, hope some of that's been interesting. Maybe you might uh, get the book or listen in and let me know what you think. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.